0: Hello, everybody, and welcome inside season two of the What You Need to Know podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play by play voice of Utah Women's Basketball. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah Women's Basketball. We take an in depth look of what's going on inside the program. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there, and I do apologize, but because of the holiday, that's why we're posting a day late. This is episode number seven, and we'll be sitting down with Naya Becker today, a wonderful prospect out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. When she first came into the University of Utah, I remember just thinking just how much length she has. She's able to attack the basket, able to get to the rim at will, and one of those players that is just a terrific defensive player because of her length. One of those things that Coach Roberts had to say about her was, uh, towards the beginning of the year of this last season, she talked about how really Naya has a very high ceiling. And as you kind of look at the way that Naya Becker plays basketball, you can see why Coach Roberts would say that. She just is able to do so many things. Um, and really one of those things that impressed me the most this season is how she was able to attack the rim and then realize at points, hey, you know what? I got this little elbow jumper, and I realized that she started to develop that shot, and it was effective. And she's become one of those players that you just love to have on the floor because of her defensive prowess and because of what she can do with the basketball in her hand. She is a departing sophomore. She will be a junior next season. Last year, to kind of give a summary of Naya Becker. She played in all thirty-one games while starting two of them, averaged about five and a half points per game as well as just shy of three rebounds while playing just over fifteen minutes per game. She reached double figures in four games, scored a career high, eighteen points on eight of thirteen shooting on December the twentieth against Weber State. That was also the game that Coach Roberts earned her three hundredth career victory. Naya has a wide variety of weapons that she can utilize. And one of the things that she utilizes really well is the fact that her dominant hand is her left hand. That's one of those things that is sneaky tricky about Naya. Obviously, her length is one thing, but the fact that she can get to the rim and attack left-handed really, really helps her out at times as well. Tell you what, I'm really excited to see the direction that Naya Becker will be headed As she decided to stay in Salt Lake City during the quarantine. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome into the podcast, Naya Becker. Naya, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, so, so well. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and coming on and helping me with this podcast.
1: Anytime. It's going to be fun.
0: The question that I always like to ask first in these interviews, just because it's so crazy right now, I'd love to know how you've been spending your time doing what you're doing with quarantine.
1: Um, I've actually been doing a lot of different things with the teammates that I live with, Julie and Mo, uh, since moving in with them, we've like painted a lot and we've done tie dye. And I recently just did like a bleach dye, like sweatsuit that it's kind of trending on TikTok and it kind of turned out bad, but it's okay. I'll redo it. And we usually eat dinner together. They go on walks. I'm not a big walker, but sometimes I join in and me and Julie have been working out A lot together on kind of the stuff that we have been given from Randy and the coaches. Um, But we mostly just try and hang out together and do stuff because I feel like it'd be really boring just to be in quarantine by ourselves. So we just try and do a lot of things together.
0: One of the things that you have done as well throughout this springtime, summer, soon to be summer, is you have become a Bobby. Tell me about that. What does that mean?
1: Bob is the name of the house that Drew, Mo, and Julie live in. They named their house Bob, and they named themselves Bobbies. So Drew's Bobby one, Moe's Bobby two, and Julie's Bobby three. And since I've moved in recently and I started paying rent, I'm now Bobby four.
0: That's great. Congratulations and welcome to the Bobby crew, or however they say that. Thank you. Let's review this last season really quickly. And I'd love to ask right out of the gates what some of the favorite memories or highlights that you have throughout this past season?
1: Um, well, overall, it was, I enjoyed the year, but I feel like my most exciting or like the most game, the game that I had the most fun in or that I found was just the most unique was the Oregon game in the second round of the Pac-12 tournament. I felt like it was just like an amazing experience. And we really just gave it our all. Like we didn't care. We said we have nothing to lose. We're going out. We're doing everything we can, and it turned out to be a pretty good game. We still lost, but the point is that we still we still gave it our all, and we still did great. So I was really proud of us during that game, and I felt like that was the most fun game. It's always fun playing at Oregon because it was have lots of fans and supporters of women's basketball. So those are the most fun games when you have all those people who are there to support you.
0: Now, please correct me if I'm wrong in assuming this, but sitting on court side on your side of the bench was Kelsey Plum. And throughout the game, I swear that I saw her look at you and show you a move or something. Am I wrong in thinking that? She
1: did. I was like totally like struck. I was like, I just come off, I sat on the bench, and I looked, and I was like, there's Kelsey Plum. I was like, wow, and I looked, and I looked again, and then she looked at me, and I was like, I didn't know what to do. I just kept staring at her. It was probably looked, like, really weird, and then she, like, told me this, like, move to do because, like, the last time I did it, like, I faded away instead of, like, drawing the contact, and that was so cool, and then I tried to do it, and then I got the foul the next time I did it, so I was like, oh, there we go. I was so
0: happy. I am so happy that I got that right because I saw it happen live and I'm just thinking That's so cool. She... I didn't know that
1: anyone saw
0: that. For sure. I was just thinking, I'm pretty sure she's looking at Naya and she's like teaching her a move to do. But I didn't know that part. I didn't know that she taught you that move and then you got the film the next time that you attempted it.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm just I'm gonna do it, see if it works, I'm sure it will because she told me to do it I did it it worked I was like yeah
0: (laughs) that's incredible now I do want to ask as you kind of reflect on your sophomore year not just on the floor but in the classroom as well or hanging out with friends what's kind of a favorite memory that you have of your sophomore year at college
1: um this actually probably sounds a little sad but it was the first day of second semester I'd gone through the whole first semester and I never had a single friend in any of my classes like It's weird, like it's an anomaly, like no other student athlete that I knew the whole first semester. So I was kind of just like, okay, I'll just focus on like straight schoolwork, no one to like talk to, it's fine. So then second semester came around, I was sitting in class, and then a couple minutes comes by and Lola walks through the door and I was like, yes, someone I know. I was so happy that I had a teammate. And then the next class, Andy comes in. Because Andy went to the wrong class the first day. So I was like, oh, at first I was like, oh, yes, me and Lola, we're going to kill it. This semester's going to be so fun. And then the next class, Andy comes in and we're like, hey! <laughs> so then it was me, Lola, and Andy the whole semester. And it was a lot of fun.
0: You tend to have quite the bond with Andy Torres. What is that bond like?
1: It's like a, like a best friendship. I knew Andy before I came to Utah. Not like super closely or anything, but we just knew each other kind of through the Canadian national team because she'd play on she'd played on a couple of teams like a couple of years older than me cuz she is a little bit older than me so like coming into utah like being a freshman like knowing you're not going to know anyone it was like really great that i could come in saying like i already knew someone so we were roommates which was perfect and then we just like instantly became best friends like we do a lot almost everything together and Miss her during quarantine, but we still FaceTime all the time. But yeah, we've kind of been like, she calls it like the Rachel-Monica friendship from Friends because that's her favorite TV show and she got me hooked on that. But yeah, we've been pretty good, pretty good all these
0: last two years. Speaking of these last two years, I'd love to get a feel for uh, kind of what's been your most cherished moment as you're now, I know it's crazy to think this, you're already halfway through school. What have you cherished most about college thus far?
1: I feel like it's probably cheesy, but I feel like overall everything, just because I feel like everything's helped me kind of grow as, like, a person and a basketball player. Just, like, looking back as to, like, what I came in as, like, a freshman, I've definitely kind of changed a bit and just learned a lot from, like, past players, people who've been on the team that have graduated or coaches or just friends. So I'm really thankful for everything that's kind of like happened the last two years, but I can't really pinpoint one thing.
0: You actually led me perfectly into my next question. And that is you talked about kind of how you developed a little bit between your freshman and sophomore year. Can you expound on that a little bit? Uh, What were some things that you worked on last season? So a few things kind of stuck out in my mind, but I'm wondering if those are the things that stick out in your mind as well.
1: I feel like from my freshman kind of end of the freshman year to Uh, now or sophomore, beginning of sophomore year, I really tried to focus on my three-point shooting and just being like, being able to push through, like when you're a freshman and you first come to college, like it's a huge shock and um, it's just something to get used to. So I've definitely tried to just kind of keep preparing myself like conditioning wise and just um, basketball wise to not be kind of phased or get um, as tired as maybe I would have been uh, my freshman year into my sophomore year, and definitely defense. Definitely been working on that. Got to keep getting better at that just to be a better defender just so I can be on both sides of the floor a good player.
0: How much of an emphasis did you put on trying to attack the basket? And maybe if you couldn't reach the basket all the way, stop and pull up for that little elbow jumper.
1: Definitely a lot of emphasis from freshman year to sophomore year. It's something that I used to always kind of do in, like, high school, and, like, it used to always be kind of a part of what I did, but I feel like maybe, like, freshman year, I lost it, so I really tried to focus on just kind of doing well what I do and, like, my favorite things or my go-tos so that they'd be more comfortable in, like, the Pac-12, like, high-level, high-intensity play.
0: And to go back just a touch. I'd love to get a feel for some of your favorite career moments. That could be your college career. That could be your high school career. That could be your career for the national team. What is a career highlight for you thus
1: far? So the last, my last summer provincial team was 17U and it was the Canada Games, which is just like a mini Olympics for like the whole country. And it was it took place in Manitoba. So my province, and I felt like that was super great for my last year. Like all my friends and family could come and we finished bronze. It, I think it was one of our, it was the best finish that I think Manitoba had in, in Canada games in Canada games. I think it was the best finish that Manitoba had and it was just super fun to play um, in front of my family and like a sold out gym of just people you knew. And we played Alberta in the bronze medal game, and we won that. And that was just, I feel like, one of my best games as like a high school student. And then my senior year of high school, I had moved to Toronto uh, for a prep, uh, prep school called Lincoln Prep. And they had already come off of being the first OSBA champions that they had just started this new league in Ontario called OSBA and they'd won the year before. So like going in, like, we were all like, we got to win a second year and me going in, this was my first year there. So it's was like, yeah, we got to win. And like, we won a lot of games. We lost a couple against some really good teams. And then in the finals we won and got that back to back win, which was really fun. It was, it was great because, Actually, that was my first ever championship as a high school player. I'd never won a high school championship in grade 9, 10, 11. I'd always been in the finals, but unfortunately we lost to the same team, which was really sad. But going to grade 12, I was like, we need this win. I haven't won in my high school career. We need it. And we did. So that was a great moment. Congratulations. That's incredible.
0: What do you feel that you Naya Becker need to work on the most between your sophomore year and your junior year?
1: I definitely feel like I need to work on like my guard skills just to be able to kind of do both like post up um smaller defenders and mismatches but then also be able to just have a better like steady hand on the ball when I'm on the perimeter. I feel like having like a lockdown handles would definitely bring my game to like the next level and just help me with confidence and just attacking or just be able to do secondary moves if I get stuck.
0: One of the things that I know Amanda says a lot is when she talked to coach at the beginning of the year, she said that you had the highest ceiling because of, you know, your length and how you could attack the basket and things like that, that you have a really high ceiling. So I've got no doubt. I saw myself a really big improvement from freshman to sophomore year. Frankly and I, I expect no different between sophomore and junior year.
1: Yes, me neither. I'm expecting big improvements in myself as well. All
0: right. So I love asking this question. Uh, I actually really enjoy this one. And I'll I'll ask you now, do you have a favorite fan moment? Basically something that happened with a fan or uh, a group of fans or whatever, maybe something off the floor where you're able to go and give some service, anything like that, Uh, a favorite moment with a fan or a group of fans?
1: There was this one game where every after every game, which mostly everyone knows, like we have the 10 minutes after where we can interact with the fans and kind of like chat or like sign autographs or just thank them for coming. And one game, uh, these little uh, girls gave me a poster with like, they drew me and my jersey and had my number on it. And at first I thought she just wanted me to sign it. And then I was like, okay, here you go. Like gave it back. And she's like, no, it's free to keep. And I was like, <sighs> I was so happy. So it's been hanging in my locker since freshman year. I've had it for two years now and I just, I love those. Those are so
0: cute. I've always loved that. I love that they can do that. It's definitely something different from the men's game and something that I'm sure fans just absolutely love. And I know at times it can be challenging for you guys, especially after a loss, but do you enjoy that aspect?
1: Yeah, I feel like even after a loss, like I could be so mad and so just ready to go home, go to my room. But like those 10 minutes that we have after and just talking with them, it really just kind of changes my mood. Like instead of just being mad and then going home, having to like talk to people just kind of like brings me out of like a bad mood. So I feel like it does help even through like bad losses. I feel fine after. Not fine. I'm still sad, but like not mad. (laughs)
0: I didn't think about that, actually. I just was kind of thinking of how challenging that would be. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Okay, so I would now like to move off the floor for a little bit and get to know Naya Becker a little bit more. Can you tell me about your family a little bit? Tell me your parents' names, what they do for a living, your siblings, uh, if they have jobs or if they're still in school. Tell me about Naya Becker's family.
1: Okay, well I'm the oldest of three. I have a younger sister named Tana. She's 14 and a younger brother named Kai. He's 10. Fun fact about Tana, I named her. So I hold that over everything. Every time I'm like, this is my sister Tana, by the way, I named her. And then my parents' names are Dan and Paula. So she's the five of us and it's been really fun. We're a huge basketball family. Ever since we were little, my dad started taking us to like the gym just to like at first just play around before we were too little to really like understand basketball. Just to be around the gym, even like when he played pickup with friends or just an open gym, we always like tagged along. And then from there we just kind of made it like a weekend ritual thing. I guess how like some families go to church or have family dinner. Like we always went to the gym every Saturday and we had like a whole scheduled day that ended with the pool, which is the most fun part when I was a kid. <laughs> Naya, yeah, that
0: sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds great. I'm, I'm kind of envious. That sounds terrific. I do want to ask, speaking of how you would go and do those fun things with your family, take me through a bit of a tour of your hometown. What are some must-see sites? Maybe where did you hang out most as a kid? And uh, what memories do you have of your, of your hometown?
1: Well, Manitoba is known for its very plains landscape so there's no uh, mountains or very big hills so I come to Utah was a really big change being surrounded by mountains but for me like the things that around my hometown would be kind of fun to do is maybe just hang out with my friends a lot after basketball practice or after school all my all my really close friends like lived almost in my neighborhood or just the next neighborhood over so when I was younger, like in elementary school, all the way to high school, I would literally every day, at when I was, whenever I was free, I would just go to my friend's house. She lived like a couple streets over. And I would stay there like as long as I could until my mom was like telling me to come home. And that's how I spent most of my childhood with her basketball and the community center, which is also in my neighborhood. It's where I first started playing basketball, my first community team when I was eight. That's also where I met most of my best friends that all lived in my neighborhood because we're all on the same community team. But yeah, just my neighborhood was where I usually hung out. I tell you what, Naya, you lead me perfectly
0: into this question, which is what do you like to do with your friends and maybe just by yourself?
1: Well, by myself, I love to read. I was probably like the biggest reader you would have ever met in like all my school years, probably until coming to university. University is different just because of the higher school load and basketball. So I didn't get to read as much, but I'm actually reading right now because I have so much time. Also, like elementary school, high school, I would literally take my book everywhere. And as bad as it sounds, I would read in class (laughs) and I got in lots of trouble for that. But, like, it's probably the better type of trouble because kids get in trouble for, like, being on their phone. But i got in trouble for reading. But with friends, I really do like to go shopping. Shopping is probably one of my crypt nights. It's bad on the bank account. Like, good for Naya. I like to shop a lot with my friends. And probably play basketball. They are all on my, my teams growing up. Provincial team, club team, school team. So, kind of how I spent most of my time with my friends.
0: Now that you kind of told me what you like to do, is there anything that most people do not know about you?
1: I played the saxophone in high school, but that was because I was mandatory, part of band. And I played the guitar in high school too, but that was because it was for a class as well. And I forgot how to play, so I just bought one the other week to try and relearn because I got all this time. So hopefully I'll be able to play it again by the end of quarantine.
0: You know, some basic chords then?
1: Yes, I learned the A chord, the A sus, I think, and then the D chord and the B chord. And that's all. (laughs) Now, I'd love to know, do you have a favorite athlete?
0: Who is it? Why? And has this person's example helped you to be who you are today?
1: Um, It's probably cheesy or corny, but it's my dad. He kind of like introduced me to basketball. He was my coach growing up. And he's kind of just, like, always been there for me and teaching me and always been kind of, like, my biggest supporter and fan and just kind of cheering me on and, like, supporting me even when I thought like, I couldn't do things. He was always there to, like, remind me that I could and, like, just remind me I to try my best. And he brought me out of my comfort zone a lot just when I was younger playing on different teams that I didn't want to, like, play on because I didn't want to leave my friends. But there was, like, the better decision. And it turned out, yeah, I trust him completely. And he really helped my basketball career. So he's
0: my favorite. That's great. I mean, that's perfect because I'd love to know. And this kind of goes back to the whole Bobby thing that we talked about. You're, you're one of the players that did not go home uh, when this whole quarantine thing started. How has that been? Has it been a little tough for you? Or has it been okay for you overall?
1: Um, well, it, it's been okay because I'm pretty independent. Like, I moved away before my grade 12 year to just live completely somewhere else new in Toronto in a house with girls I didn't even know for my grade 12 year. So I'm used to being away from my family. It is hard because I do miss them, and my siblings are kind of growing up without me, so I kind of miss being being there, and I miss my parents a lot, but... We FaceTime like every day, so it kind of feels like I'm there.
0: Another part to this would be with Mo leaving. Do you feel that it's been good for you to be with Mo before she leaves?
1: Yeah, 100. When I found out Mo was leaving, I was really sad. So I kind of like didn't want to go home after that. I was like, I'm just gonna stay here. And then when she said she was gonna stay for the summer because she has her internship and summer school. I was really happy because I just spent more time. So yeah, I'm glad that I'm here with no, especially because I'm going to miss her when she leaves. She's been a like one of my bestest friends since joining the team. And she's like one of those players that just like instantly bonds with everyone. Like she can talk to you like off the street. Like if you're a stranger, she'll just, she can keep a conversation going forever and just keep you like intrigued and want to talk to you.
0: So very true. Now, what led into your decision to attend the University of Utah? Obviously, uh, Canada has a big Utah pipeline, but I'd I'd love to know what led to your personal decision to come to the U of U.
1: Well, yeah, the Canadian pipeline was like a a good part, too, a huge part, just because I knew like the the success from the Canadians who've been here and like how kind of accepting the Utah basketball program was of like players still wanting to like go back in the summer to play on the national teams because I know like some universities would rather their players to stay and train with them. But here like we're really they really support like us representing our country and kind of going to compete on that international stage, which is really important to me. And I just feel like um during the recruiting process, like I felt like I just really connected with the Utah staff just as they recruited me. It felt like comfortable. I felt like I already was like a part of the team just getting to know them it was just so much fun and when i kind of the pac 12 was like um a conference i targeted it's like something somewhere that i wanted to go just because it fit my like skill and like athletic ability so utah was just the perfect fit
0: i love to ask this question following that uh following that answer because i'm from utah and i'd love to know first time you stepped foot in salt lake city what were your first thoughts?
1: My first thought was that it was really clean. I was amazed by how clean it was because when I came on my visit, I came on my visit really young, but when I came, I was we were driving downtown and it was so clean. Like there was no garbage on the streets and just kind of like the downtown back home or like a usual downtown I feel like in a different city would usually kind of like, be a little different than kind of the rest of the city but it just felt like the whole like the same I was amazed and then ever since then I was like we're not littering in Utah like every time like someone I see drops a piece of trash I'm like don't litter in Utah <laughs> and it's just because it's so clean and it's weird it's weird how clean it is but I like it and then also the mountains of course
0: we've talked about a lot of things today and I'd love to end with this Naya This is this is something that I've been ending with lately and I've really enjoyed the answer from um, from the previous players that I've had on, and I'd love to know your thought as well. What is some advice that you would give to young women who want to somewhat follow in your footsteps and play college basketball?
1: I would say that they should definitely go for it, give it their all. Like It's definitely a rewarding process, just kind of getting to where we're at, just being like student athletes, having to – practice day in and day out and then competing at like such a high level, it's definitely rewarding, something rewarding to do. And when you see results and and good things come of it, it feels your passion. I would say that like if it's something they want to do just to work really hard because doing the work early and just making sure you're passionate about it will just kind of bring you so much further in the future.
0: That's great, Naya. Thank you so much. That's, I, like I said, I love to end with that question because I love to get the perspective from those who have done it. Hopefully there is a young girl who's listening to this right now who thinks to herself, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And listening to somebody like you say what you just said will give them that little extra push, that little extra motivation uh, to help them to get to where they want to be.
1: Yeah, I hope so. That'd be great.
0: Naya, thank you so very much for spending all this time with me. I appreciate you uh, coming on, giving us some thoughts, and letting us kind of get to know Naya Becker even better. Thanks for having me. It was
1: a lot of fun.
0: And that is Naya Becker. Naya, again, thank you so very much for coming on to the podcast, for being our guest, and for giving us a really fun about 25 minutes. Uh, As I know, I had a wonderful time sitting down with Naya, one of the things that that I really loved about that interview is when she talked specifically about who her favorite athlete was. I mean, of all the athletes that are in the world today, her favorite athlete is her father. Her father is the one that, you know, made her or helped her to become who she is today. So, you know, I'm just in awe of the parents that I've been able to meet while being the broadcaster for the University of Utah. Uh, truly, without having that support system, it's very rare to be able to see players uh, come in and, uh, and really excel at the next level without having that support system. So a big shout-out to all the parents out there who go to the games, who support their children. And obviously be that example that Naya was specifically talking about, about how her parents, how about her her father, was really that motivator for her from a young age. Now to give some little notes and numbers from around the program before we wrap up today's podcast. Again, episode 7 of the What You Need to Know podcast. I know you've heard me talk about so frequently on this podcast about how amazed I am with student athletes, really all around the country. And it's no different at the University of Utah. It's one of those things that I, as I am around the program and I see players doing their homework while they're on the bus or I see them studying while they're also planning to play a basketball game, it still is just so incredible to me. But last week it was announced that Utah had 11 sports with a perfect single year APR scores of 1,000. The Utah women's basketball team was among one of those 11 teams that earned that mark of uh, of 1,000. Uh, It's truly incredible. Uh, For those who are unaware of exactly what that is, basically what it is, is that Utah's athletics programs performed really among the best in the entire country in both the single and multi-year academic progress report. That was released last week. Really what the APR does is it accounts for eligibility, retention, and graduation of student-athletes while on scholarship and provides a measure of each team's academic performance. Utah women's basketball team was among one of the top really in the entire country. I mean, that just goes to show you just how wonderful the University of Utah really is. 11 different sports, including men's and women's skiing, men's tennis, women's basketball, cross-country gymnastics, softball, soccer, women's swimming team, track and field, and volleyball all earned perfect single-year APR scores of 1,000. Now, I'm definitely not the person to be able to tell you exactly how the scoring system works, but what I can tell you is that it is incredible to see just how wonderful the Utah women's basketball team performs in the classroom, and that's really, at the end of the day, that is the most important aspect of attending university, is how well they can perform in the classroom. Obviously, being able to play basketball is a blessing in and of itself, and those who have come on the podcast thus far far have expressed that it truly is a blessing but without being able to perform in the classroom none of this would be possible so do want to make sure that the university of utah women's basketball team gets the recognition they deserve for how well they are performing in the classroom This is the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Be sure to catch us on Apple Podcasts on Podbean.com as well as the Podbean app and online at UtahUtes.com. Again, thank you to Naya Becker. She was the first of our sophomores from last year, upcoming juniors. Coming up next week, we'll sit down with Drew Gilton, the point guard, outgoing sophomore, incoming junior for the University of Utah. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch up with you again next week as this is the What You Need to Know podcast. As always,
1: go use.